0: Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in today. I am in my car recording in my son's school parking lot and I wanted to record this for you before I picked him up. So today I wanted to talk to you about social anxiety. It's something that I haven't talked about in a while. And the reason why I thought it's really important to talk about this today is because about a week and a half ago, I watched the documentary on Netflix called How I'm Feeling Now. It's with Lewis Capaldi. He kind of reminds me of an Ed Sheeran. He, um, has this accent, a really, really good singer. He's singing um, someone you loved bruises. I'm sure you've uh, heard his songs before, but he created this album like in 2019 and it blew up. I believe it was in the UK and then kind of COVID happened and he was creating the second album. Well, through that, he felt a tremendous amount of pressure to live up to that expectation of something that he's already built and something that did so well. And he started having anxiety. Well, when he had anxiety, he started um developing this twitch. And it's almost it's like so painful to watch. He actually there's a point in the documentary where he's on stage and he's like, oh and he has stopped. And he was twitching. He's like, my back, my back. And you could see it's like painful to watch, but he was twitching so much that his back started to hurt. And then um, you find out later, he like developed Tourette's. I don't know if that was anxiety induced. Um, I forget, but you really need to watch it. And when I was watching him, it brought me back to how I felt with social anxiety. So I developed social anxiety in middle school, uh, had it in high school, had it really bad um, in college, and it felt like basically like being under a spotlight, like everybody was watching you and judging you, and I could see like some of the similarities when he was sharing his story, like he was putting so much pressure on himself to be a certain way and I was putting so much pressure on myself to just, I don't know, be liked. And whether it's you that suffers with social anxiety or a child or a friend or a parent or a spouse, I think it's important to understand what it feels like and understand like you're not alone. Um, So like I said, it basically feels like you're under a spotlight, everybody's watching you. Um, it's like this everyday nervousness of social interactions, whether that's going to the grocery store or um, you know, going to work and having to talk to people or answering a phone call or going on Zoom or walking your dog and stumbling into your neighbor, any social interaction can cause you worry or nervousness. Um, You think everybody is thinking about you. You often play these scenarios in your head, like um, post-interaction, like, oh my gosh, I was so stupid for doing that, or I was so stupid for saying that, or gosh, what a loser. Or you start to create things in your head before it happens, like, oh, I have to talk to so-and-so today what if I say this? Or what if I do that? Or what if I make an idiot out of myself? (coughs) Excuse me. And you're like, you're beating yourself up for acting a certain way. You're worried about events and getting nervous. Like I said, before it happens, um, you are worried that somebody will notice your nervousness. And it's like this worry of being like, mine was always like, I don't want people to think I'm weird. I don't want people to think I'm weird or dislike me. Um, and where it comes from, where that social anxiety comes from. And it's not like, I think it's normal to get nervous. Like whether you're, you're going on a date or you are going into a new setting or meeting a new person or applying for a job, those are all normal situations to have some nerves around. But when you're constantly worried, like when you wake up about who you'll be talking to today for whatever reason, taking a phone call, whatever, and it starts to invade your overall happiness and well-being. I've created something called Muesli. It is cereal. It's high in fiber, high in protein. I have one that is 20 grams of protein. It's a chocolate protein crunch it is super easy all you have to do is add milk you can add a little bit of fruit if you want you need a bowl and a spoon actually you don't even need a bowl if you're driving pour some milk into the bag before you leave and bring a spoon and you can actually eat while on the road it is super convenient i love to have muesli in the evening, if I'm craving something sweet after lunch, if I want a little something sweet, uh, I like to have it post workout because it keeps me full for a long time. It's very versatile, you can add it to yogurt, you can put it in a smoothie. If you are interested in getting yours, all you have to do is head to com. It's m y m o o s e l y.com. That's mymoosely.com, and I will leave that information in the show notes. So Social anxiety can come from many different things. It can come from your upbringing, um, whether there's a trauma, maybe you experience some bullying, uh, family conflict, a lot of turmoil in in your family, in your household. Maybe you've experienced a death. Um, You care. Social anxiety or, you know, a lot of people care what other people think. You want to be liked. You are a good person. That matters to you. So you could put pressure on yourself because you care a lot. Um, and also, I think it has a lot to do with lack of confidence and insecurity. When I struggled the most, it was because I didn't have confidence. I was insecure. I didn't know who I was as a person. Um, and I think you experience that a lot when you're younger, trying to figure out who you are as a person. <clears throat> so I found out when I lost my we- uh, voice a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that on the podcast, turns out I've had bronchitis for the past three weeks. So, um, that's why I have this cough. It's like a dry, annoying cough, but I'm getting over it. I think I had a Z pack the last couple days. So I think I'm getting over it, but excuse my cough. Um, some things that helped me. So I came to like my breaking point in college where I had to give a speech and I thought it was awful. Um, I went to class and there was supposed to be a kid in front of me. Um, he sat right in front of me and he was supposed to go first to give the speech. Well, he didn't show up. So then I had to go first. I ended up dropping like all my papers on my on the floor during my speech. I had printed on these, um, uh, they were like the projector with the clear pieces of paper. And like you wrote with like a vis-a-vis or like you printed um, the, on these clear pieces of paper that went through the printer. That's what I actually did went through the printer. Then the ink would pop up on this clear sheet of paper. And then you put it on the projector. (laughs) I'm sure some of you guys remember that. And, um, My print was too small, so it was kind of hard to read, and the teacher, like, brought that to everybody's attention, and, like, that made me feel super embarrassed, and then I had them do this activity, but I didn't give them enough time to do this activity, and then we had to stand in a circle, and it was just, like, afterwards, like, for a different activity that I did, it was just super awkward, everything was awkward, I was, like, awkward smiling, and it was just, like, ugh, And then, anyway, so sat there in class. Um, I was the first to go, then kind of waited through everybody else's speeches. And then uh, the bell rang or whatever. It was time to go. And as soon as that door opened um, to let us go, I like started bawling. I was like bawling through campus um, all the way home or all the way back to my apartment. And then I just like threw myself on the floor, like. I, it was my breaking point. I was dealing with it for so long that I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I was kind of, I was nervous. Cause I'm like, I can't live my life like this. I can't be constantly nervous and scared. And, um, it just wasn't fun. And then, um, so I called my boyfriend, Tom, he's my husband now and like told him what was happening. And then, um, we went to the doctor on campus or whatever. And they thought it was my thyroid. I knew it wasn't my thyroid. And, um, then we just kind of came up with a game plan and they put me on, um, an antidepressant and then, um, Xanax on occasion. Like when I felt like my anxiety was like getting to a whole new level, the medication, I know not everybody's pro medication. I've talked about this on the podcast. I do take an antidepressant, um, you know, depression runs in my family. My older brother took his own life in 2015. Um, I've tried to wean myself off. It is not good. I tried it, like, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. I tried to wean myself off, and I was just extremely depressed. But I hit it well. And um, so it's something that has helped me. And I've come to terms, like, if I have to take my whole life, I have to take my whole life and that's not always for everybody because there's a stigma around, um, taking anything, but I feel like I can be my happiest self with the aid of it's sertraline. Um, so that helped me. I don't take my Xanax at all. I don't even, I can't even tell you the last time I needed to take a Xanax for anxiety. Um, do I get anxiety? Sure. Every once in a while, but it's not over like anything social. Um, it's mainly like if I have a lot of things on my to-do list, I feel like kind of out of control. Um, but I don't need to take anything for that anymore. And I hope this helps you if you're somebody who experiences like social anxiety and you're like, Oh my God, I feel like I will never be quote unquote normal. You will, you will. But, um, so anyway, started with, um, Medication. I did some therapy, um, talk therapy. Uh, there was a lady on campus um, that I talked to a couple times. Somebody I talked to when I was a teacher. Um, I taught in elementary school for six years, so it was, I talked to somebody right before or right after my brother had died, and then um, someone a couple years ago. Somebody about a year ago. I haven't. It's not something I stayed consistent with. Um, but the things that helped me, I'll think I'll tell you the things that trigger uh, anxiety or, and definitely made my social anxiety worse was alcohol. Uh, going to social gatherings, you want to take the edge off, so I would, you know, have too many cocktails, um, especially in college because I felt better. I felt like just I could just be me without having this nervousness. So at the time I felt good, but then when I would wake up, my anxiety would be heightened and it would make the situation so much worse. And I know some people have experienced it if they take like, I know some people get like that if they smoke weed or um, take any other type of drugs. Um, So you got to be careful with that. Lack of sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, your anxiety is going to be heightened 100%. Um, and you're not able to deal with things. Um, I feel like with a sound mind, if you're not getting enough sleep, um, caffeine, definitely a trigger. If you're drinking too much caffeine, you are going to be triggered. Um, I could do that. Sometimes I overcaffeinate myself and I'm like, oh my God, a spaz. Um, and then I'll get anxiety out of nowhere. So pay attention to caffeine. Um, not getting the proper nutrition. Maybe you're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of just like junk. Uh, I feel like that contributes to a lot of sugar, contributes to anxiety. Um, exercise has helped me. It does. It, it, it just does. (laughs) Um, so if you're not exercising, I definitely encourage you to like go for a walk. Even if you're like you're having a bad day and you go for a walk in the evening, I, it cures you. I feel not necessarily cures you, but it, Uh, just helps the situation you can look at things with a clear mind and just being out in nature that helps and I know it's not always easy if you're somewhere cold or if it's raining but um, going for a walk definitely helps Um, journaling has helped on occasion I go in and out of journaling just like I go in and out of um, meditation like I good with it for a really long time and then I fall out of it well meditation and journaling I've I've fallen out of Um, but those things have helped me in the past. So I just, uh, maybe it's not social anxiety for you. Maybe it's just a lot of stress and you feel like very overwhelmed. I just want you to know that you're not alone. Um, And I think it's really encouraging to watch that documentary with Lewis Capaldi, How Am I Feeling Now on Netflix. Let me know what you think. If this episode helped you in any way, (coughs) excuse me, or if you think it could help a friend, or a child um, or a spouse or whoever I know when I was going through like just my really bad times um, in college I remember opening up to my sister older sister and she thought I was she's like are you high she cuz she never experienced that so she didn't know how to handle that and it's hard to explain to somebody how the social anxiety feels when you've never experienced it um, and then my husband for the longest time had never experienced anxiety. Now he gets it every now and again, but trying to explain to him what it feels like, it's like you can't, they don't, if you've never experienced it, it's hard for you to understand. So if you've never experienced it yourself, but you have somebody in your life that has, hopefully this opened your eyes to that. Um, but hope this helps you feel free to reach out um, because there is an answer for you you don't need to feel alone. There is a light. I thought I would never be able to get in front of people and talk. I've, you know, hosted events. I do this podcast. I teach, um, group fitness three days a week. Um, and I would have never thought I was able to do any of this because of where I was. So it's possible for you. All right, you guys, I hope you have a great day and remember you got this.